It's Monday. It's morning. It's macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre for another week with Scones and Darcy, the show where we talk about the spookiest, dookiest, dookiest on the Mondays. And uh, it's just an, it's another week, Scones. How's, how have you been for the past seven days? Oh, you know, uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, they're, they're going by. Uh, there was, by. you know, there day was Tuesday. Theory appears. There was, you know, your Tuesdays, your Wednesdays, yep. Yep. and the yep. like, and the and the other ones. And um, the rest. I had I had my brother's wedding this weekend. Oh was, my gosh! Tell oh him congratulations! I will. Tiramisu cake, not the vanilla cake with strawberry in it. He he made a very public statement at this wedding, and you know who you are, and you know what you said. All right. So I hope you're sitting there thinking to yourself, man, <laughs> boy, did I fuck up. Um, great, great wedding. Beautiful venue. Beautiful bride and groom. Beautiful. What kind of venue was it? Like a like a golf club type of thing? It was did, a seaside <gasps> little uh, clubhouse thing. It was a. It was beautiful. They wanted to take you down to the seaside. They Not trying me to down say to that Paradise everybody wants to go. City. Oh, okay. We went different songs. <laughs> As a groomsman, uh, we all tried to find the <laughs> smoothest rock. We all wandered around the beach for a while looking for the smoothest rocks because that's what the groomsmen do. While the bridesmaids all have to like look nice and take nice pictures. Yeah, but I bet you guys found some sick rocks. We found some sick rocks, dude. Like tier S tier uh, smooth rocks. And the thing oh, is, you, when you think smooth rock, you think kind of like a, a thin. Thin mint shaped rock, right? Like a thin Oh, for one, sure. Great skin. We found we found some smooth thickies out there on the beach. Thicky smooths? Uh, thicky smooths was my favorite nineties rapper. And uh <laughs> he, we found him out there on the beach. We thought he was dead. We thought he got shot. How's he uh, doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He, him and I know. This is thicky, the real story. Yeah, Thicky Smooths is alive and well. Uh did he perform at the wedding afterwards? At the reception? Uh, he, didn't want his coverage to be blown, which I understood. And he said, pretend like you didn't see me, guys. And then a helicopter picked him up. It was... That's really respectful of you until was, just now when you mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, well, this is going to go out to millions of listeners. So I guess I did kind of just blow up his spot. But Thicky Smooth is alive and well. And uh, if you find me dead, it's probably him. Nah, he probably got a new hiding spot since you found him in a a, a, a coastal... Setting filled with smooth rocks. <laughs> I would love to die in the next week, and like, like some listeners just be like, "Is Thicky Smooth a real person? What happened?" We're gonna go on like a. We're gonna create another podcast, like to try and solve it. Like, oh yeah, uh, what was Patton Oswald's late wife? And she like basically yes. solved the uh, uh, the the Golden State Killer. Uh, yeah, her name. Yes. Um, uh, I don't remember her name. I want to say it's Murphy, something Murphy. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't heard about that, listeners, I suggest you check it out. It's she was really wild. cool. She was in show business, but she also was really into the case of the Gold State Killer, and she started a podcast for it. And she basically, well, she wrote a book. She didn't start a podcast. Let's... Oh, sorry, she wrote a book on it, and she basically solved it. Well, okay. Um, it it's called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." By the way. It's by Michelle McNamara, not Murphy, McNamara. Michelle McNamara, Patton Oswalt's wife, which is a crazy connection, but she wrote this book that kind of uh, re-sparked the investigation for the Golden State Killer, and eventually he was caught with new uh, technology. Uh, I give her so full credit. She's, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, she, she played a role in the, in the uh, 
She did. So I believe she passed away three years ago, two years ago. More than that. Uh, Are you sure? Uh, I think so. I remember his first stand-up after that was very sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this got really specific in the Michelle McNamara. Oh, no, we're getting into it. That's not the topic for today. The topic for today, as listeners, you probably guess, is part two. She passed away in 2016. So, five ah, years. Wow. Time flies. Anyway, we're on to part two <laughs> of the Fall River Cult Murders. Fall River Kid. Last time on Monday Morning Macabre. Scones, drop the gun! <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Fall Scones, River, Massachusetts, kid. drop the gun! <laughs> Two women were murdered <laughs> in a time period of the 20th century known as Satanic Panic. Scones, pick up murdered. the gun! <laughs> Scones flip the gun. <laughs> Scones do the cool sideways. Just making me do tricks with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Scones. Yeah. Continue. Two uh, young women were brutally murdered uh, in the year 1979 into 1980, both yes. in ritualistic uh, kind of scary ways. Yes. Andy Malteus uh, would go to the cops saying, "Hey, uh, I think." I'm scared for the girl, but then it turns out he's also a creep who yep. also is horrible. Then Carl yep. Drew, 26-year-old yes. pimp, comes in. Another suspect. Not, and not like not like 26-year-old pimp, like that's a, we're trying to say he's cool. Like 26-year-old literal uh, uh, pimp. owner. Like Why like, did uh, pimp become cool? Like why did that become I, synonymous? I think just gangster rap kind of uh, uh, put it on the map in the sense that it's like, hey, it's cool to be a pimp because that's, that means you have status in that world. Uh, this is such like a white guy <laughs> like, yeah. view of this. Uh, but that's my understanding. Moving no, on. I'm sure that's right. And I'm sure you've seen it from all angles. Yeah, I've you re- know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I've been I've been a pimp. I uh, so like I have some context that a lot of people don't have, and uh, it ain't easy, scones. That's what I've heard. That's what the word yeah. on, uh, in the, uh, you know, echoing through the halls is. Continue. So anyway, we'll get back to our article on cultnation.com. Yes. So if you remember, detectives from the Fall River Major Crimes Division remain in contact with Karen Marsden in the weeks that follow, hoping to learn more about the Fall River cult, as this motley group of pimp and prostitute practitioners of the black arts came to be known. That's still. This is where the whole jark about yeah. joke about that jark. degree. The whole the jark, jark about the degree. Listen, we don't tell jarks here. I'm a good person, Marston sobbed. I believe in God. Fearing for her life, she referred to Carl Drew as quote the devil. The devil. The devil. Pick up and the gun. Told... It's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. Get a fiddle. And told police of the consequences she expected for her betrayal. In a narrative that mirrored the Manson family cult, ooh, we have not talked about Uh-oh. that yet. She claimed that Drew organized his prostitution ring as a satanic coven that he ruled with an iron fist. Yikes. Satan will that's take a, his toll, he would threaten the girls. That's a wild take on regular uh, pimp-prostitute relationships. What, turning it into a coven? Into like a, <laughs> yeah, a coven. That is like, that's a new, fresh take on an old classic. I mean, what were, like, witches back in the day other than just pimps for the devil? I mean, well, no, the devil was their pimp. Yeah, the, yeah, they were, they were, they, the pimp was the devil, and they were, 
the underlings, so to say. For the more Christian fearful like Marsden, this meant not only violent death. She also believed that her soul would be sacrificed and cast into the flaming pits of hell for eternity. That's baller. <laughs> what a scary metal situation yeah, to be in. Yeah, that's drugs, I think. I think that's drugs. That's what drugs I do. I think, and religion. <laughs> religion and drugs, they're walking on air. That's our new uh, album, Religion and Drugs. <laughs> religion walking and Drugs, air. Walking on Air. The Scones and Darcy story. A company. <laughs> that would be so misleading to my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You like fish? <laughs> you like drugs? <laughs> the devil? I don't know. One other thing that has nothing to do with me. Accompanied by Carol Fletcher, another young area prostitute with ties to the cult, Marsden took police to the nearby Freetown State Forest. It was here that the girls claimed that the cult held their nocturnal gatherings. As they passed okay. by an algae-covered pool of water, Marsden cowered in fear. This is where she was told that Carl Drew would dump her body after, quote, injecting battery acid into her veins. Ah. And, quote, what the offering her soul to Satan if she were to talk to the police. Dude, the, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, did it really happen? Why are you quiet for so long? Well, sometimes because you get threatened with battery acid in Satan. S- yeah, sometimes battery acid in the veins is not a, that is not a, not ideal. No. Jesus. Nine out of ten doctors would not recommend would not recommend. And that 10th doctor is Carl Drew. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would stay away. When it came to threats of violence, the feared pimp seemed to excel in morbid creativity. Another girl who worked for Drew named Cookie, a.k.a. Mildred Ooh. Jukes. Yo, Ned's, de- Ned's declassified? Oh, true. Back to back and go by and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Continue. <laughs> Later told police of his planned retribution against a woman who had gotten her arrested for prostitution. Mm. He said he was going to kill her for it, she claimed. Tired of a tree to be sacrificed and pour warm blood from a live goat all over her face. Jesus. That's well, like, they're, well, why? It's like a Gigi Allen song. Yeah, I, <laughs> why, why does... How do they get to the whole ritual? St- like I, I, I don't understand where. I guess it's just the times and the religious. Like it's the times. It's all the Dungeons and Dragons they've been. Yeah, playing. you're right. It's Pac Man probably, or it's like a healthy dose of like of severe case of schizophrenia and drug addiction. Yeah, but Atari though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, get back to the real cause. But, but Have you ever played Doom? <laughs> Carl Drew, Satanist bad man if the stories were to be believed it would seem that the detectives had their murder suspect that's another scones biography title satanist (laughs) bad man (laughs) if the stories were to be believed (laughs) however as they got karen marsden talking more they came to find out that drew was not the only dangerous individual in her life as it turned out robin murphy her teenage friend and lover also had a dark side (gasps) twist Twist. A very dark side. Even before her introduction to the Circle of Satanists, based out of the Bedford Street's red light scene, the young girl had been dabbling in the occult. Scones, she I was a, already... As, what? As, yes? as somebody who partakes in prostitutes all the time, like you do, I have a question for you. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> I, please, I love to educate the public. 
Of course. Uh, <laughs> I I also was told recently that my parents listen to this. <laughs> Ooh, hachi chachi. Yeah. Um, hi, parents. Uh, they prefer Mr. and Mrs. Scones. Mr. and Mrs. Scones. Uh, or I'm... Papa and Mama Scones. We're much like a group of like <laughs> cartoon bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what? Where did the origin of the whole red light like districts come from? Like, what? Why? <sighs> what does the red light have to do necessarily with prostitution? I've never understood that uh, connection. Do I you don't have any idea. No, I could. Th- I could throw out a guess. Give me your that best maybe guess. I assume it, it was to- at one point like a type of. Uh, inconspicuous signal. A giant red light? <laughs> that thing we used to warn people to stop their car? <laughs> well, it's like a, it's a sign that says this prostitute's here without there being yeah, a sign I that imagine, says this yeah, prostitute's sure, sure, here. Sure, sure, sure. That, or it's when you stop at a red light, that's when they come oh, up to your car. Oh, that makes sense, too. These are two good takes. Listeners, if you want to know the answer, you're going to have to wait till next week. We Someone's going to be like, well, actually, in Rome, they used red flames. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, well. The togas were worn, were red, and they, Bobby. <laughs> I don't know why kill. The propane burned red. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, that's my Anyway, question. back to Robin Murphy. Uh, Robin Murphs. So before, even before any of this stuff in Fall River, she'd been dabbling in the occult. She was also described by those around her as being psychologically unstable and prone to violence. And the coolest cool. people you want at parties. Yes. Far from being an unwilling participant or minor player, the young girl would soon emerge as a, and possibly the, central figure involved in the Fall River cult murders. Ooh. So see, all you people who guessed last week, who it was- did it? Oh, done man. It. You probably you weren't ready probably, for this twist. Yeah, Red Herring. Oh, yeah, the Red Herring District. The Red Herring District. It's where you can uh, continue fish. <laughs> As the detectives were becoming familiar with this murky cast of characters associated with the cult, another body would be discovered. No. On January 26, 1980. So this is like... 27 days after the last episode of that 70s show. 27 days later, Eric Foreman's body was found. The frozen and bloodied corpse of Barbara Raposa was found in the woods behind an abandoned printing factory. Oh. Her wrists were tied together with fishing line. She had been sexually assaulted, and her skull had been crushed with a rock. Jesus. Another local prostitute and Satanist dabbler killed in remarkably similar cold blood. So So now we have... that they're all prostitutes yes and we have the first body to show up was doreen levesque so barbara Raposa is the one who andy malteus the creep came in being like hey uh this girl i know is missing and i'm worried about her uh and bada bing bada boom she shows up it's funny you say bada bing because tonight for dinner i had bada bing shrimp from a local restaurant what is bada bing shrimp it's just a Thai chili shrimp. Oh. But they call it bada bing. That's very different than what I said. I just yeah. use it as a No, I know. You, next you were like next. Thai chili shrimp, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
Anyway, the Levesque case had given police a glimpse into the strange and shadowy underworld that existed in their own city. It also gave them a circle of potential suspects, some of whom were already under investigation. It didn't take long to connect the dots. The first to be interviewed in connection with Raposa's murder was Andy Malteus. Obviously, the guy who walked in and was like, I haven't seen her in a while. By the way, I have a history of being Yeah, of uh, being a, a terrible horrible human being, person. so yeah. don't, yeah, anything I say is uh, suspect. A nervous Malteus denied any knowledge of the crime. However, a few days later, he contacted police after receiving details of the murder in a, quote, psychic dream. All right, that's... <laughs> okay, buddy. Prove him wrong, Dars. I'm I'm immediately the hard-boiled veteran cop who's like, all right, guy, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, you listen here. She was a kid. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the dramatic scene that gets you the Oscar nom. Yeah. Uh, if I okay, the fact that I haven't been nominated for an Oscar by now, really what are, weird. What are the podcast Emmys like? How do uh, we get on that? Are they yeah, like what's the, the <laughs> I hope they are. They should the be casties. It's gotta be Hold the potties. It's gotta be the potties. And you get a toilet. That'd be sick. That would honestly be pretty dope. And then whenever you uh, put something in the toilet, it goes yum 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 yum. So there's different or <laughs> <laughs> so there's different organizations that give them yeah. out, like iHeartRadio and People's Choice. Okay, but there does not look to be scones. I'm just trying to get on Slime Time Live, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to get on Legends of the Hidden Temple, but. Ooh, Last week we got too political. Yeah, with it. we got too political, and boy, oh boy, have they been contacting our lawyers. All right, so we got Andy Malteus. Yep, who's like, oh, by the way, cops, uh, I know details about the murder because of my psychic dream. These details would be very specific. Police played along and brought Malteus to the crime scene, allowing him to describe what he had seen in his quote dream. Turns out that he was quite the clairvoyant knowing exactly where the woman's body had been discovered, its wow. positioning, the exact time of death, method of killing, and various other details that were not made public at this time. His psychic testimony was indeed helpful to the investigation, although <laughs> probably it. not the way it was intended. A confused Malteus soon found himself in handcuffs and charged with the murder. <laughs> What the fuck? Dude, come on. He's like, but man. I helped. <laughs> Yo, but honestly, how <laughs> yeah, right? How uh how how much of a bummer would it be if he did just have like a dream and he's like, I think this is what happened. And they're like Yeah, that's the problem with, with, with being an oracle, is if you know the, the specifics too much, you're just you are now the guy. Obviously this guy did it because oracles don't exist, but I'm saying in a world where they did. He pulled like the OJ writing the book, like if yeah, I right, did it, right. if I, this but is I too quick. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He jumped the gun and didn't wait twenty years. In the also, did you see what OJ said? Oh, <laughs> uh, what in the book? No, or... recently, like in the past couple of weeks, how he doesn't oh, go to no. LA anymore because he's it, it worries him too much if he were to go back to LA that it, he he could be next to the killer at any point. Okay. That's and everyone's so, like, "Yeah, you're next a, to him all the time." He's yeah, you. <laughs> he's yeah. You uh, you brush his teeth daily. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> you brush the killer's teeth. You're brushing the man's teeth daily. Um, that sucks. <laughs> In the days following his arrest, the investigation received further assistance. Why does he even have to say anything? <laughs> why does Who, he have OJ? to? Yeah, why can't he just shut the fuck up? <laughs> Why does he have to say a word? I don't know. Have you seen his Twitter when he's like, hello, Twitter world? Yeah, he's like, hello, Twitter world. 
it's which just like is a great entrance yeah, if it was solid, anyone solid else open. yeah exactly <laughs> if i yeah i'd respect it if it was anyone else i really wish like like anyone else got that sick hello hello twitter, twitter world. world hello podcast hello. world <laughs> that's your, that would be such a tasteless intro yeah not great I don't think we can use that. We will not win a potty like that. We don't talk about the murder. We just talk about his stats and uh, <laughs> naked gun. <laughs> uh, so okay. anyways, this scene in Naked Gun. Anyway, <laughs> Robin Murphy contacted... Uh, so, I don't know if I said this. In the days following the arrest, the investigation received further assistance from an unexpected source. Robin Murphy contacted the police and offered to testify against Andy Malteus as a key witness to the murder. She also claimed to have been present for the killing of Doreen Levesque and agreeing to turn state's evidence in that case as well. In exchange for her cooperation, she brokered a deal where she was placed in protective custody and granted immunity in both murders. I have... How do you get away with that? Yeah, that's... uh... How are they not immediately when she's like, I was there when Doreen Levesque was killed, how is she not just put away for obstruction of justice? Um... There's these are good questions, Scones. How how does you know how yeah, does you anything happen? <laughs> <laughs> Got away with words. The story she gave police and later repeated in court was that Andy Malteus had killed Barbara Raposa after discovering that she had been cheating on him with another man. What an Murphy asshole. claimed to have been with both of them on the night of the murder. They'd all been partying together while driving around the city, and at some point the couple started arguing. Malteus then parked his car behind the abandoned factory, dragged Raposa out, and raped her. Eesh. She cried for help, and he proceeded to beat her, first with his fists and then with a rock. Afterwards, he drove off with Murphy, leaving his bloodied girlfriend to crawl away on her own. But that doesn't... wasn't... didn't she have fishing line? Um, that doesn't explain that part. Uh, I mean, that could still be part... I mean... Or I guess I the... Guess. Cl- uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. So the question is... Why didn't Murphy go to the police sooner? She claimed that Malteus had threatened her with the same fate if she had talked. It was only after he was behind bars that she felt safe enough to come forward with her story. So that makes sense. Yeah, that that that's there's some again. This guy's tell. Well, we got guys telling people about battery like, acid. I mean, yeah. Okay. It was a testimony full of holes, but given his past history of violent sexual transgressions, it would be enough to put Andy Malteus away for the rest of his life. With rumors of Satanism and human sacrifice in the air, the more mundane jealous rage motive came as something of a media disappointment. Fuck you, media. Barely even worthy of a front page headline. That's so fucked up, man. They're like, ah, uh, wait, wait, wait. So it wasn't the actual devil? Well, I don't want to print this. This is so junk. So he didn't play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yeah, wait, so hold on. There's a Miss Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you're not listening. What is the world coming to? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so strange how it just became, like, this satanic devil whirlwind thing. I don't... That's I mean, a sick name for an album, though. Satanic devil whirlwind thing? Yeah. Yeah, Bobby. <sighs> so, is this our, like, conclusion? Or do we have, is there more to... But what about Carl Drew Darce okay, and his cult of murderous black-robed followers? Those details would come to light during Murphy's recounting of the Doreen Levesque murder. Mm. 
Although the forensic evidence was near identical to the Raposa case, according to Murphy, there was no direct connection between the two murders, except for the fact that she happened to be present for both. The killing yeah. of Dorian Levesque was an offering of the soul to Satan, she told police. And, as expected, Carl Drew was behind it. Murphy claimed that the teenage prostitute had recently left Drew's coven with the intention of working the streets on her own. Fortunately, leaving the group wasn't so easy. Satan had a toll that needed to be paid. Aiming to collect, Drew tracked down his former employee at a Bedford Street bar and forced her into his car. Robin Murphy, Karen Marsden, and a man named Willie Smith, who was Drew's friend and fellow Satanist, came along for the ride. Drew threatened Levesque, telling her that she, quote, couldn't afford to work the streets alone, and backhanded her across the face. They pulled behind the high school, and the two men took the girl under some bleachers out of sight. Murphy and Marsden stayed with the car. According to her initial statement, Murphy heard no screams and claimed to see nothing. Yikes. After a while, the men returned without Levesque, and the four of them drove away. When asked what happened to her, Drew replied, you do not want to know. Jesus. Murphy's version of events may have been plausible if Dorian Levesque had been, say, quietly smothered or strangled to death, but the testimony did not at all match up with the forensic evidence left behind, which painted an extremely violent picture of both sexual assault, uh, prolonged torture, and a very bloody death. It's hard to believe that she heard no screams and saw no evidence of blood on either man. Also, according to her, the whole ordeal was over in a matter of minutes. In fact, she told police that she wasn't even certain that Levesque had been murdered until she saw it in the newspaper a few days later. Mm. In time, her story evolved to include various gory details and satanic embellishments, all of which had apparently slipped her mind during the initial Ugh, interview. Jesus That's the... If you're gonna, like, you're doing the right thing, just just tell the truth, you know? Okay, so does... Do they get... What happens? What happens next, Scones? Get me on oh, the edge of my seat. Man. Yeah. Well, we might. This might be a three parter. Is there a whole. Ooh. Because, ooh, we're just getting started, baby. Oh, okay. Well, this is a good This is a good cliffhanger if we're going to part three. We will be going to part three. And oh, part three. Gang. We'll start with the sacrifice of Karen Marsden. Oh, sheesh. Gang, we're on part two. We're going to part three. Get your seatbelts and popcorn. I don't know why you need seatbelts. Get, Get your seatbelts seat and your popcorn. Your popcorn, put those helmets on. Get your <laughs> snow caps ready. And get revving those engines, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going- Sounds like a mom ride. Mom ride. That's something people probably do not know what that is unless they're from New England. A mom ride. I don't Jordan's Furniture. Oh, yeah. Wow. You just took me back like <laughs> like 40 years of my life. I don't know why it was called the mom ride, but it was 4D. You sat in the chair and it like moved around while you At a you furniture store. <laughs> yeah, at a real big furniture store, like an Ikea called Jordan's Furniture. Jer and Jordan cut the goddamn ponytail. No, 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 no. It used to be two of them, but then the other one went to work on Broadway. <laughs> so, gang, part three will be coming out next week. Gang, Thank gang. you for listening. Gang, gang. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, no cap. We're going to be getting to part three on God on God. It's bussin', as you can tell from this episode. Uh, I hope you guys stick around for that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. 
Make sure to check us out on our socials, Monday Morning Macabre on Twitter, MM Macabre Pod on, nope, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram, MM Macabre Pod, MM Macabre Pod on Twitter, and MondayMorningMacabre.com for our Patreon and merch and all that good stuff. Uh, let us know your favorite dog food brand. Yeah, the tell, co- everyone how Monday, tell everyone how Monday Morning Macabre is built different. Is built hashtag different. Also, uh, hold on. What what dog food brand do we like? Not getting an answer. So mm. <laughs> nice. Blue Buffalo is that one? Oh, Blue Buffalo. That's expensive, but it's good. It's a high Sheesh. quality. It's a shit. It be bussin', but it do be pricey. <laughs> so you know how that goes. Uh, shout out to my married brother. Now enjoy your honeymoon. And hey, where'd he go? Uh, he's going to Vermont, baby. The classic Ooh. honeymoon destination. I love it. Some breweries and syrup. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the goal. Breweries, so, syrup, and liberal politics. That's Vermont, baby. It's gonna be him, Ben, Jerry, Jerry Bernie, Bernie. Um, uh, 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 sharp cheddar. Uh. Uh, Champy, the Lake Champlain monster. Yep, yep, yeah. I think that's every Vermont thing. <laughs> a moose. Uh, Birkenstock sandals. Birkenstocks. Uh, whistle pig whiskey. Really good whiskey. Subaru Outbacks. <laughs> uh, and the great outdoors. Great. Cows. Anyway, thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> thanks for listening to our podcast. And have a good Monday. Goodbye. Bye.